Hey, everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes is a Goal podcast, the best place in the entire world, including all of Canada, to learn how to build new thoughts, new actions, and new results. I'm your host, John Acuff, and today I'm going to teach you how to enjoy your current self. But first, today's episode is brought to you by me. If you want to accomplish more goals next year, you should use the calendar that I've been using for the last 11 years. It's called the Finish Calendar, and I love it for seven very specific reasons. Number one, the Finish Calendar is big and beautiful. It's 36 inches tall by 25 inches wide. This thing is massive. It gives you enough space to actually plan things each day. Number two reason that I love it. Finish calendar is reversible. You've got a vertical side and a wide orientation side. That's like two calendars for the price of one. Me, myself, I prefer vertical, but I also like that it comes in two versions, traditional paper and dry erase. Number three reason I love it, it makes time real. When someone says, hey, John, can you do that project in the next six weeks? That time feels fictional to me. Six weeks from now, I can't even wrap my head around what will be going on then. I need to be able to see the whole year, not just talk about it. Number four reason I love it, it's a Monday-focused calendar, which means each week starts with Monday. A lot of calendars start the week with Sunday, but that's not how my head works. Monday is the first day of the week to me, and Sunday is the last. For example, I don't know anyone who plans their new week on Saturday night because Sunday is the first day of the week. Number five reason I love it, studies show that planning when and where that you're going to work on your goals doubles the chances you'll achieve them. Doubles it. That's amazing. This calendar makes that easier. Number six, the finished calendar has 12 encouraging statements on it that I wrote to help slingshot you into a great month of dreaming and doing. And last but not least, reason number seven, it's not expensive. It costs less than $30. That's eight cents a day. Name another productivity tool that you'll use every day for an entire year, and it only costs you eight cents. Over the last 11 years, no tool has helped me keep commitments and finish goals like this wall calendar. It truly has become a critical part of my creative process, and I can't recommend it highly enough. We don't print a ton of these because I don't have some massive warehouse stacked to the ceiling with tubes of calendars. So if you want one, visit finishcalendar.com, and we'll link it in the show notes too. They also make an amazing Christmas or Hanukkah gift for that person in your life that you want to encourage. It comes in a tube, which, by the way, who doesn't like to open a tube? Tubes are way more exciting than boxes. That's just science. You're going to blow somebody's mind. Visit finishcalendar.com today to grab one. This episode is part of a special three-part series I'm doing. This is part two, but I assure you, it's not like the show Lost, where if you started watching it in season two, you'd be completely confused. Can you imagine if you started that that whole series in like the 14th episode? You'd be like, what is what is going on with this island? Why are why is everybody so mad? What what is happening? You don't have to have listened to episode one to get what I'm going to talk about today. You can certainly go back and listen to it. That would be awesome. But I assure you, you can listen to this one without having ever heard part one. So this three-part episode is me talking about three gifts that I think you should give yourself at the end of the year. It's the end of the year. The holidays are here. We're all starting to think about starting the new year and being on the right foot when it comes to our goals and our resolutions and the things we want to do. And I think in the midst of that season, there's three gifts that you need to give yourself. Number one, forgive your former self. 
Number two, enjoy your current self. And number three, prepare your future self. In the first episode, I talked all about what it, what it means to forgive your former self. What does it really look like for us to move on from situations that maybe didn't go the way we wanted them to go and maybe even didn't go that way because of things we did? How do we forgive our former selves? In today's episode, we're talking about the second step, the second soundtrack, if you will, enjoy your current self. Now, remember, a soundtrack is just my phrase for a repetitive thought. I wrote a book about mindset recently called Soundtracks that teaches you how to do three things. Retire your broken soundtracks, the soundtracks that are in the way. Replace them with new soundtracks and repeat the new ones so often they become as automatic as the old ones. And I think that Enjoy Your Current Self is a new soundtrack you should be listening to. One of the biggest mistakes that people make when they try goals is that they unknowingly say to themselves, when I hit the number I want on the scale, then I'll be happy. When I accomplish that number or that pant size or that race time or that whatever, then I'll be happy. Or they say, you know, when my business earns X amount of dollars, um, when I'm profitable, when I clear seven figures, whatever the number is, then I'll feel like I'm a real entrepreneur. Then I'll feel like I'm a real business owner. Until that moment, I won't. But once that happens, then I'll feel like that. Or they say, when I publish a book, when I actually publish a book, when I can hold my book in my hand, then I'll know I'm a real writer. It's incredibly tempting to put conditions on our accomplishments. But if you say you'll be happy when you weigh a certain amount. You're agreeing unknowingly to be unhappy right now. If you tell yourself that there's a gross revenue number that means you're a real entrepreneur, you're agreeing that you're a fake entrepreneur or you're a poser until that moment. If publishing a book, if that's the thing, if publishing a book means you're a real writer until that moment, guess what? You're fake. It's postponing worth postponing joy, and ultimately postponing contentment. I don't, I don't think it's ever good to postpone those things. I don't think you should postpone worth. I don't think you should postpone joy. I don't think you should postpone contentment. And I think about this topic a lot. Recently, a friend of mine, um, Dave Hollis, who's going to be on this podcast, he released a book. He had a brand new book come out. And I, I'm going to read to you the text I sent him. I sent him a text the morning it came out. And here's what I said. Big day today, Dave. Proud of you. You've worked so faithfully on this one. Remember, your self-worth and identity are 100% based on, number one, your Amazon sales rank. Number two, how many reviews, five stars only, you get on launch day. And number three, whether or not you make a sales list. As long as you keep that in mind and constantly monitor all three of those points of data, you'll be fine. And he laughed and responded. And I was joking, but I was also kind of being serious because I know as an author, even if you've been published before, there's this temptation. As soon as I hit a certain number, as soon as this thing happens, then I'll be successful or then I'll be a real writer. On a a smaller scale, I see people do this when they say things like, as soon as blank happens or as soon as blank is done, then I can rest. 
Like as soon as this thing happens, then I can rest. Maybe it's, maybe it's a project. Maybe it's a, a big client call. Maybe it's a hard conversation. Regardless of what it is, the rest is now conditional. Until you accomplish some goal, you don't get to rest. But what inevitably happens, and and this is so fascinating to me, is what often happens is after a brief moment of respite, you often are already on to the next goal. And you find yourself saying, as soon as this new thing is done, then I can rest. You just keep moving the goalposts in your own life again and again and again. And I I speak from experience on this point. I I speak 100% from experience. I have a hard time admitting that things are going well. Jenny and I met with our financial advisor recently and he said, hey, you know what? You guys are in, a, you're in good shape. You've done some really difficult financial things over the last seven years, worked on debt, worked on all these things that just aren't fun. And now you're in a good position. And I, I swear to you, we're sitting in this office. We're in Cool Springs, which is right near my house in Franklin, Tennessee. We're in a, a building. I think I had a belt on because you want to kind of dress up for a financial, but you want them to think like, this guy wears belts. Like he's, he's here to be serious. And I'm sitting there. And as soon as he says that, as soon as he says that, I say to him, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that at all so that I can keep hustling. We all laughed as if I was joking, but inside I was thinking, I'm already actively forgetting this meeting. I think that what I was afraid of was that if I enjoyed my current self, if I paused for just a moment, if I took a breath, then I'd lose my edge. I'd get lazy. I'd slow down. I'd coast. Have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt like you're one nap away from the whole thing falling apart? Or you're like, if I take a break for like nine minutes, if I watch one 19th of a TV show, like I'm going to become super lazy. I'm going to give it all up. That's my fear. And I I actually talked to my counselor about it. And he said something that knocked me over a bit. I, I love having coaches and counselors and wise counsel in my life. I need that. I think everybody needs that. And he said something that's surprising. He said, John, you couldn't lose your edge even if you wanted to because you're not the one who put it there. How, how good is that, right? You couldn't lose your edge even if you wanted to because you're not the one who put it there. Now, regardless of what you believe from a spiritual perspective, regardless of your faith background or whatever, there's no denying that you came to the planet with a specific personality and unique abilities and an edge. As soon as you have two kids, like as a parent, if you're a parent, you've got more than one kid. As soon as you have two kids, you realize, oh, they were raised in the same house with the same rules and the same advice. And they're wildly different from each other. They arrived with their own unique brains and hearts. You you won't lose your edge. So if you're a high performer right now, if you're a high achiever and you're like, go, 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 go. Hear me say this loud and clear. You won't lose your edge if you allow yourself to enjoy your current self right now. Not later, don't wait until you hit a number on a scale or write a book or build a business or declutter a garage or anything, whatever goal you've got in the future, don't wait. You don't have to wait to enjoy who you are. Here's a soundtrack that captures that. I I wrote this down for myself. I could like me later or I could just start right now. I could like me later. I could wait for that. I could postpone that. I could put that in the future. Like in a month from now, once I've done these things, then I'll like me. Or I could just start right now. I'd rather you start 
right now. What really drove that idea home for me was not feeling like a real writer. I used to think before I ever wrote a book, you know, as soon as I publish a book, then, then I'll feel like a real writer. That's when I can say I'm a, I'm a writer. But then I, I did. I published my first book, I guess, 13 years ago now. And I, I didn't magically feel like a real writer. I remember the day the book came out. I remember driving down the highway. I was on Highway 400 in Atlanta, outside of Atlanta, which is just a terrible place. Oh gosh, Highway 400 in Atlanta, just the worst. I remember driving home from my corporate job. I had a corporate job at the time. And I'm driving home. The books come out that day. And I just remember looking at all the cars around me going, nobody here knows. Like they don't look that different. It didn't change the world the way I thought it would. It was this weird, like, exciting moment, but also disappointing because I had kind of built it up. Like then once this happens, the whole, the crust of the earth will shake. And I didn't feel like a real writer. So I moved the goalpost a little and I said, okay, as soon as I hit the New York times bestsellers list, as soon as I do that, then I'll feel like, yeah, I'll feel like a real writer. Like I'll definitely feel like a real writer then. But but then I, I did. I was so fortunate to hit the New York Times bestsellers list. And I, I didn't magically feel like a real writer. So then I, I moved the goalposts again. I said, okay, as soon as I publish with like a New York publisher, like a famous New York publisher, like one of the biggest in the world, somebody who published Hemingway, then I'll feel like a real writer. Or, you know, when I sell a half a million copies of a book, you know, then I'll feel like a real writer. And I just kept moving it and moving it and moving it. And I still didn't feel like a real writer. Do you know why? Because I already was. I already was a real writer. The day I wrote my first sentence was the day I became a real writer. Don't wait to enjoy who you are. Start today. Now, I'll be honest. This isn't particularly easy. Enjoying who you are is not an easy task. I bumped into this when I started researching affirmations for my last book. I want to be very upfront. I did not want to study affirmations. I come from a very kind of cynical, jaded place when it comes to people talking about affirmations or mantras. I mean, I grew up with um, Saturday Night Live, like you're good enough, you're smart enough, and doggone it, people like you. I grew up with Seinfeld, like, you know, like Serenity Now. I was just really jaded. But what happened was I kept talking to people I really respected, that I really looked up to. And if you'd get them off camera, if you'd get them off mic, and you'd say, hey, do you, what do you think about affirmations? What do you think about mantras? What do you think about? And they'd, they'd all kind of get quiet and go, well, I, I got a little pep talk I give myself every afternoon or got a set of phrases I say to myself and they all were using it, just not talking about it. So I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have to study this. So I started with who I feel like is one of the godfathers of the motivational movement in our country, Zig Ziglar. I had um, the great fortune about 12 years ago, I guess now to have lunch with Zig and his wife um, and his son, Tom. And it was awesome. And he's one of the people that when you think about motivation, when you think about self-help or affirmations, people tend to think about Zig Ziglar. Now, there are a million different affirmations online. And I knew as a writer, I would probably create my own eventually. But for my first experiment, I went straight to the source. 
if Zig was good enough for people like Seth Godin, who's another one of my heroes, and if he was good enough for Seth and millions of other people, he was good enough for me. And so I printed out Zig's affirmations and I put them by the sink in our guest bathroom to read first thing in the morning and last thing before bed. Now I chose the guest bathroom because even before I started, my wife, Jenny said, hey, I don't want you doing that in the bathroom we share. Despite the scientific evidence that priming yourself with positive soundtracks was a real thing, she didn't think that she could make out with me after hearing me recite the affirmations in the mirror while she brushed her teeth. Fair point, fair point. The first thing I noticed while doing them was that I didn't believe about 85% of what I was saying to myself. For example, one of the statements Zig says is, I take pride in my appearance. He encourages you to say, I take pride in my appearance. And at the time, that wasn't true. Now, I don't ensconce myself in velvet. That's the second Seinfeld reference, by the way, in this episode. But I don't dress up often. That affirmation was particularly hard to say out loud while looking at the same blue snowbird ski shirt that I wear at least three times a week. I'm the kind of person that if I put on a belt, second belt reference, it's too, a lot of callbacks in this episode. Like if I put on a belt and a collared shirt, friends immediately say, whoa, whoa, what's, what's going on today? You, you headed to a funeral? Sometimes I'll show up at speaking events and I'll have on the same exact shirt and outfit that I'm wearing in the photo. Like the photo we took probably two years ago and sent ahead for the slide where it's like, hey, John Aiko speaking. I'll look up and be like, oh, that is great. I look like I own a shirt. I'm not into clothing. I don't take a ton of pride in my appearance, but here was this phrase that Zig encouraged me to say. And the longer I went through the list of affirmations those first few days, the more I realized most of those statements weren't currently true about myself. That's usually what happens when you start repeating a new soundtrack. You feel like a liar. It's weird to say things about yourself that aren't true yet. What's funny though, is that if you're an overthinker, You've already done that exact same thing for years. You just haven't noticed because you weren't saying it out loud. You, you just haven't noticed that. I mean, everyone is trying to take advantage of me, which is a broken soundtrack that I sometimes bring into business situations and I have to go, whoa, 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 calm down. Let's open our hands. Let's be more optimistic in this. Like, whoa, just because you got screwed in a business deal in the past doesn't mean every deal is going to go bad. But the soundtrack, everyone is trying to take advantage of me, is every bit as big a lie as I take pride in my appearance. But one is played a thousand times without me ever once calling it out because it's hidden under the cloak of an internal thought. Reading the affirmations encouraged me to deal with an important question. Why is it so easy to repeat negative soundtracks about myself internally and so hard to repeat positive soundtracks about myself externally? Have you ever thought about that? Why is it so hard? to repeat negative soundtracks about yourself internally and so hard to repeat positive soundtracks about yourself externally. So just please know that when I say enjoy your current self, it might feel odd at first. It might feel like it doesn't fit you at first. It might feel like, you know what, I spent all this time beating myself up and it doesn't feel true yet. That's going to happen and that's perfectly fine. So I want to give you a little bit of homework. Um, I don't know if you're supposed to assign homework from podcasts, but I want you to get value. I'm trying to give you value in these, not just tell you a bunch of funny stories. Here's a little bit of homework. I want you to write down three of your favorite things about yourself. It can be anything. Maybe you've got a great sense of humor. Maybe you're the friend that other people call when they're having a hard day. Maybe you kill it in sales presentations. Your presentations are amazing. Current you is doing something that is fantastic. Big or small, what is it? It's a lot easier 
to enjoy your current self, if you can create a short list of things you're proud of. On my list, I might say, um, you know what? Number one, I'm excited that I stuck with this podcast. I tend to start a lot of projects and then quit a lot of projects. But I've kept this one going almost all year. I'm, I'm excited about that. Number two, I might say, one of my favorite things about me is my sense of humor. I recently made my dentist laugh. During the middle of getting a cavity filled, like I'm on nitrous, I'm Novocained up, like, like he's going to work. And I had a joke and I held it in my head for like 10 minutes. And then when he took a break for a second, I was like, hey, and I told him the joke and it killed. Like, I love my sense of humor. Like who's in a dental chair going, ooh, I'm writing a good joke. I am, I love that. Number three, I might say, I like that I'm creative. I love that I'm deliberate about collecting ideas. By the end of the year, I'll have about 1,100 new ideas written down in my notebook. And I love that. I think that's really fun. So what, what are a few things you like about yourself? And, and here's a truth that needs to be its own episode. I, I shouldn't end with this because it needs a whole episode, but here's the truth. It's impossible to enjoy the goals you accomplish if you don't like yourself. It is impossible to enjoy the goals you accomplish if you don't like yourself. It's never enough. No matter what you do, you won't enjoy it unless you learn to like yourself. So enjoy your current self. Now, the third soundtrack in this set is prepare your future self. That's the third one. We're going to cover it next week. Three-part episode? That is very exciting. It's fun to try new things. Maybe we'll do some more of these three-part episodes next year if you guys like it. I don't know. But thank you for listening today. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. When your podcast is newish like mine, the reviews are super important. Last but not least, big thank you once again to our sponsor, which was, was me and that awesome calendar. If you want a finished calendar, visit finishcalendar.com. I'll see you next Monday. And remember, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.